from Luke chapter 24. Verses 1 through 9. Luke 24. 1 through 9. When you have it, say amen. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. They entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto him, to them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. You may be seated. You know, uh, it may be dreary, drizzling, foggy outside, but the sun is still shining. I say that to you to say this, though you may feel dreary, Minds may be clouded, things fuzzy, there's still the sun shining on the inside. He should be anyway. Time is not standing still. What about you? Time is not standing still. There is always a calm before a storm. And I'm here to let you know that a storm is brewing. A storm is brewing and we must prepare ourselves and make sure that we have sufficient sun in us. What we want to talk about on this morning is staying in control and staying connected. Amen. Staying in control and staying connected. When Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, there was a disconnect between God and man. Jesus came to reconnect where there was a disconnect. Amen. But when Jesus was crucified, 
even though it was supposed to be a reconnect again, it became a disconnect. The disciples went backwards rather than forward. They allowed what they saw to overcome what they heard and was taught. Everything they believed was now in question. Kind of like how our lives are today sometimes. Because of what we hear, because of what happens to us, we question God. We begin to go backwards. We pick up old habits and ways, whether it be something we do or how we act. What we see rising today is COVID-19. COVID-19 is taking the blame for disconnection in the church, even though the disconnection came way before COVID-19. In fact, the Bible has already told us there will be a great falling away. And folks, it's falling. This morning, or or should I say, there is nothing new under the sun. It's just being fulfilled. Jesus came to reconnect those who have lost faith and hope. Jesus came to give control where there is none. Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit to help us reconnect with him. This morning we want to briefly address five words. The first two words are in control and out of control. Can anybody bear witness to that? Have you ever been in either one of them? Or both. We'll discuss this a little further in a moment. The other three words are connect, disconnect, and reconnect. When connected, you are joined or become joined, like being part of a club, a gang, organization, even church. It means that you are connected to them or with them. If you are in an agreement with someone, if you are going along with what is being done, or people get along with one another, when you begin to have things in common, it would be safe to say there's a connection. Connect is when you can identify and you are moving in the same direction. When you're moving in the same direction, you can rest assured there's some type of connection. Jesus came so we could connect with him and the Father. So we could move in the same direction as they are moving. Connection comes from the Latin word, tie together. Jesus prayed to the Father and said, make them one as we are one. 
So Father tied them together with us. When you are connected, it means someone is in control. Control means to exercise authority or to influence over. It means to manage or dominate. We need to exercise authority over our flesh. Amen, life. We need to. We need to. Remember, I of my own self can do nothing. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Your control comes from, from the type of connection you have. If you have good connection, you have good control. A bad connection means no control. Not bad, no control. Let me give an example of how you can have connection and control. When you get into a car, when you put on your seatbelt and adjust the seat in the mirrors, when you start the car, in your mind you are ready and connected. Good to go. See, you can be in the car, in the passenger seat, all day long. Looking through the mirror. But in the passenger seat, you are not connected. Amen. You have no control. The other thing is, teenagers are not connected until they have music. In fact, that's the first thing they do. They don't even put on a seatbelt. They got to get the music together. The right station. That ain't connected. That's being disconnected for what you need to be connected to. Amen. Now, when you get on the road and you're driving the speed limit, following signs and instructions, you are not only connected, but you are in control. Amen. Every life that is in that vehicle with you it's under your control and influence. In fact, all the cars around you are affected by how you drive. But some people connected are not in control. Have you seen that on the road? They drive reckless. Not looking where they're going. They make poor judgments. They're speeding. They are texting and driving. Doing more texting and driving. You can tell that when all of a sudden the car goes way over this way and, and way over this way. And it ain't just in a car, it be in semis. And I sure hope they don't text on airplanes. The car is out of control. And in their possession, they are not connected to the car. Why am I saying this? Because as a metaphor, some people who are in Christ are connected, 
but their life is out of control. Connected, but their life is out of control. They're all over the place. Happy from one fellowship to another. And don't know which one they want to stay hopped in. You put that down as my, my, my other. They don't know who's driving or where they're going. They are making poor judgments, which result in spiritual accidents. And rather than things getting better, they get worse. How many of you know God wants his children to be connected to him, Amen. not somebody else? A mother wants her child to stay connected to her, not call somebody else their mother. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Having the mind of Christ keeps you connected with Christ. Amen. Now let's talk about disconnect just a little. Disconnect is the cause of being out of control. If connect means to become joined, disconnect would mean to be unjoined. When you disconnect, you let go of what you were connected to. God does not let you go. <laughs> you let God go. And because of that, there's a disconnect. He is always reaching, but we're always withdrawing. Now, this may sound complicated, but you can be connected at the same time be disconnected. Does that make sense? Let's see. Just as an example, on a light, there are two wires. And I want you to see you being in Christ, but disconnected from Christ. On a light, there are two wires, white wire and a black wire. Both together, there's a connection. And when plugged to the power source, there's light. Real simple. If one wire comes loose, there's a disconnection. There's no more light. The light is still connected, but the light is not working. Amen. There's a connection, but there's a disconnection. It may flicker for a moment, but the connection still shows there's a disconnection. Mm. Guess what's happening today? Some have let go of the wire, which is Christ. Yeah. The wire is the word that provides the power to shine. For some, faith is failing. Others have found love has been disconnected. But whatever the case may be, the light will not shine because of a loose wire. What is causing you to disconnect today? 
What is stopping your light from shining? Remember, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Light is not supposed to be held up in a mirror. Can't nobody see it. Because of unforgiveness, some lights are flickering. It's time to check your connection. How many times have you found something that didn't work only because it was not completely plugged in? Even though you were connected, it was disconnected. How many know if a device is not fully plugged in, it may not charge or work? You plugged it in, but you didn't plug it in. And you go away, and you come back expecting it to work. I ain't got no power. You didn't plug it in. Again, if one comes loose, there is no connection. What about you? If you are not fully plugged in, you will not provide any light. Does that make sense to anybody? You know Jesus, you're in Christ, but you ain't plugged in. So you don't know nothing. I could have all the tools in the world to be a mechanic, but if I don't know how to use those tools, them tools ain't going to do me no good. Huh? You have all the tools you need to be the vessel of God that you are supposed to be and know what you can be. But if you do not connect, you'll just be sitting in a seat, a number, a statistic. I don't want to be a statistic. I want to be connected and in control in Christ. Now, here's a test. I, I, want, you to, I want you to take this test today. <clears throat> Won't take long, but you're going to have to wait till you leave to finish it, but you're going to start it here. Ask yourself this question right now. Is my light shining? Just, just ask yourself. Self, huh? Is my light shining? And of course, everybody gonna say, "Yeah, my light shining. My, my light shining." I ain't even got to look in the mirror, and I know my light shining. But here's the other part of the question: When you leave here, ask someone, "Is your light shining?" If, if your answer is different than they answer, there's a problem. And, and if both your answers is no light shining, you definitely got a problem. 
at least you be able to say to yourself, yeah, my light shining a little bit. I mean, it's flickering, but. Here's something else to think about. Whatever reason you have for leaving God or thinking about leaving him, it is not justified. Now, let's look at some followers who became disconnected because they had no understanding. John 6, 51. Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. One problem we have today is people are quoting scriptures, but not everybody is explaining what they are quoting. The bread is the word of God. Eating my flesh and drinking my blood is a metaphor that a natural unsaved man cannot understand or explain. Half the time, the saved needs understanding of what Jesus is saying. Jesus spoke to his disciples many times to give them clarity of what he meant. They didn't always know. When Jesus said, destroy the temple of God and in three days I will raise it again. It was only after he was risen that the disciples remembered what he said. The Jews thought Jesus spoke of the building which took 46 years to build when he was referring to his body. Now here, eat of my flesh, he's referring to the word, but they think he's talking about his body. The natural man receives not the things of God. Neither can he know them because they are foolishness unto him. Jesus has already said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. But people are listening to the interpretation of man rather than the revelation of God. Father said in Jeremiah, I will give you pastors according to my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. But because of carnality, itchy ears, and ignorance, people are listening and believing others that feed them with lies and deceit. People seem to gravitate to the people who still know God as the good man upstairs. We need to get that up. Acknowledge Father God as being Father. He ain't a good man upstairs. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen to verse 52. The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Strove means they struggled. Or there was contention, argument. How can this man give me of his body to eat? I'm not going to eat nobody's flesh. Unless it's a cow or a pig. I'm not a cannibal. This is unheard of. Eating the flesh of man. 
Saints, we know the word of God is our daily bread, right? All right. When we take communion, as we just did, it is cracker and grape juice, right? We know what it represents. So I know nobody think that when we have communion, that they back there grabbing somebody's flesh, which is gone a long time ago, and ain't nobody's blood being poured in drinking. Ain't no vampires in here, is it? Look at verse 53 through 55. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. After this, many walk with Jesus no more. In fact, there was some that said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? How many have thought about walking away because you thought God was tough on you? No, I, I don't see no hands, but I, I know there's some hand spirit that's in there. God, you tough, man. You cut tough on me. Or because you just didn't understand. You ready to walk away, even though you never even asked him, Lord, give me understanding. If you are in question, ask. He'll give you understanding. A lot of times you may not want to understand what he give you, but he'll give you understanding. Jesus said, the words that I have spoken are spirit, their life. Jesus came so we could have spiritual connection. Amen. What has Jesus done to you that you would disconnect from him? What is God asking that it would cause you to walk with him no more? Whatever it might be, saints, whatever has come or caused you to disconnect, it's time to reconnect. Amen. Join the fellowship with the Father and the Son. Whether you are a prodigal son or daughter, or just desiring to be a son or daughter, don't let the smaller things in life disconnect you from the greater things of life. Amen. Amen. If there has been a disconnect, let's reconnect. Let's close with what it says in, in Romans 8. 38 and 39, Paul said this, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What Paul is saying is, I am convinced there's nothing that's going to change my mind. Amen. This is how we need to be in Christ. Amen. Nothing is going to change our mind. 
All these things Paul mentions, they were trying to change your mind to believe and do differently. If it ain't a person, it's a thing. If it ain't a place, it's a position. But you cannot let anything, anyone, any place convince you to turn from what is right and true. Don't let mama, don't let your boss, don't let money, honey, or dummy to persuade you to leave from what is right. Stand fast there in the liberty where Christ has made you free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage, which is nothing but your own understanding. It's your own understanding that got you in trouble in the first place. It is your own understanding that made you disconnect from the true connect. So get away from the disconnect and reconnect. I think my time is up. And I thank you for yours.